Life is a journey of exploration, learning, and growth. Basically, the world is full of fascinating stuff. Join me, Aristides Marousas, as I uncover interesting facts and discuss big ideas on stuff explained in the Motley Experience. Experience your world. We are going to start off this Stuff Explained series with dessert first. It is hot, it is humid, it is August. What better way to start off this series than explore the history of a treat that is beloved by everyone across the world? I am talking about ice cream. It is one of my personal favorite things in the whole world. That may be an understatement. I may or may not have an addiction, but that's a slight tangent. So let's get back on track. This first episode of Stuff Explained will be dedicated to exploring the interesting history of ice cream, what it is, and where it comes from. So I think we all have an idea of what ice cream is, at least from the outside. We know what it looks like, we know what it tastes like, but what is ice cream? And... It turns out that ice cream is a frozen emulsion. And what that means is that it's a combination of substances that don't usually stick well together. So kind of like oil and water. And it consists of ice crystals, fat, sweeteners, air, and other solids. So the milk is traditionally used as the fat, with the standard minimum being 10% milk fat. And that creates the rich and creamy consistency as well as it elevates the flavors. The sweeteners are obviously added for the sweetness, which is really important because of how the freezing process generally reduces flavors, but it also helps lower the freezing point, which allows the ice cream to remain soft at lower temperatures. The amount of air created in the whipping process affects the volume and texture of the ice cream. So cheaper commercial ice cream manufacturers, you know, the kind of stuff that you might get at the store, tend to have a lot more air in their products than more premium brands that you might purchase or the ice cream that you might get from a parlor. So we have the scientific makeup of ice cream down now. Let's get into the history of ice cream. Where did it come from? Where were its origins? How did it become what we know ice cream to be today. Unfortunately, there is no true traceable origin of ice cream. Ancient Greece and Rome have accounts of the elite or royalty flavoring their ice cream or snow with honey and fruit. The Chinese are known to have created a nice dairy product, but it isn't clear if or how that concept made its way westward. Italy is generally credited as the birthplace of the modern form of ice cream, The first written-down recipe of sorbet, which is a frozen fruit juice with sugar, can be found in Naples. Antonio Latini, in the mid to late 1600s, worked for the Spanish Viceroy in Naples. Antonio created a milk-based sorbet, which is considered the first official ice cream. Francesco Procopio de Coltelli from Sicily opened Paris' first cafe in 1686, called Il Procope. This cafe became a common meeting place for intellectuals such as Benjamin Franklin, Victor Hugo, and even Napoleon. 
it also introduced gelato to the world. Now, gelato is different from regular ice cream, and it's because gelato is made with whole milk and few to no eggs. It is also churned slower, which leads to less air, and is stored at a higher temperature than traditional ice cream. Because of this, gelato generally has less fats and sugars and has a silkier consistency than regular ice cream. As the procurement and storage of year-round ice cream was immensely expensive, only the wealthiest could afford to make ice cream. It became a status symbol of sorts to be able to have your cooks prepare ice cream as a dessert for guests. Because of this, ice cream spread through the royal and elite houses of Europe in the late 17th century. It did eventually make its way over to the American colonies in the first half of the 18th century. There is evidence of it being served at the houses of governors in both Maryland and Virginia. The first known ice cream parlor in the U.S. opened in New York in 1790 and was a favorite spot for George Washington. I founded the Motley Experience as an outlet, as a platform where I could fearlessly create and share thoughtful content to enrich the lives of as many people as I could. And I do this through the podcast, Stuff Explained, uh, also lifestyle articles, short stories, a book of the month, and more. So to better experience your world, I invite you to visit themotleyexperience.com, like us on Facebook, look us up, The Motley Experience, and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Motley Experience. It's spelt a little differently. M-O-T-L-E-Y-X-P-E-R-I-E-N-C-E. Retcon Industries provides tailor-made music for professional wrestling themes, podcasts, trailers, and more while also releasing original music. I know I've used them for professional wrestling themes as well as for the music that you listen to that you hear in this podcast. For more information, go to www.retconindustries.com, that's R-E-T-C-O-N industries.com, or email my good friend Greg at retcongreg at gmail.com. Retcon Industries is also on Facebook, and you can also like them on Instagram at Retcon Industries. Now, you might be wondering, I certainly was, what kind of flavors were popular during that period of time? It turns out that in the 18th century, the most popular flavors seemed to have been strawberry, vanilla, and raspberry. Presidents George Washington and Thomas Jefferson enjoyed ice cream so much that they both constructed ice houses at their respective estates with the making of ice cream being one of the main reasons for doing so. As time went on, technology improved, specifically with regards to refrigeration, ice cream became more accessible to the masses. Soda fountain shops began to spread in the late 19th century, and with the wide availability of ice cream came the creation of the ice cream soda. Now, it is said that there was religious criticism for eating sinfully rich ice cream sodas on Sundays. So remember that this was around the time of Prohibition. And so stores invented a soda-less Sunday. The spelling was then eventually changed to Sunday with an E instead of a Y at the end to remove any connection from the Sabbath. Fast forward a few decades, 
On Memorial Day weekend in 1934, Tom Carvel, founder of the Carvel ice cream brand, came across a happy accident of sorts. His ice cream truck had a flat tire, and in an effort not to lose his inventory, which began to melt, he sold this melting ice cream to cars driving by. And this gave him the idea to set up the first Carvel store, which he happened to set up on the same spot he had pulled over to, selling what would become known as soft serve from his own patented ice cream machine. Now, Dairy Queen also stakes a claim to having invented soft serve around the same time. Uh, there doesn't seem to be um, an official winner of this. So whether you like the Carvel story or whether you believe Dairy Queen, that is up to you. Either way, we all became winners because soft serve came into existence. Now, what is the difference between soft serve and regular ice cream? So soft serve is stored in liquid form within a machine. Uh, you're probably familiar with these machines from when you've gone. They're the ones with the three handles, one for vanilla, one for chocolate, and one in the center for mix. That machine keeps the mixture at a low temperature, churns and mixes, adding air, and then dispenses. Because of this whole process, the soft serve is stored and sold at a warmer temperature than uh, the hard ice cream that they usually scoop. And it has more air mixed into it, which makes it fluffier. After World War II, commercial ice cream production began to really pick up. This led to the closures of traditional ice cream parlors and soda fountains as ice cream lovers could purchase larger quantities at cheaper costs from their local supermarkets. But... Specialty ice cream stores did make a comeback in recent decades as consumers looked for that higher quality product and that going out experience, that nostalgic experience that you just can't get from store-bought ice cream. So that's the history of ice cream and just some facts to leave you all off with. Today, at least 9% of total domestic cow's milk production is used exclusively for ice cream. June and July are the busiest months for ice cream production. About 1.54 billion, with a B, gallons of ice cream and related frozen desserts were produced in the United States in 2015. And since then, that number is projected to have gone up. The average American consumes more than 23 pounds of ice cream per year. I think I'm going to be slightly, if not more than slightly, higher than that average. America's 10 favorite flavors, if you're curious, vanilla, chocolate, cookies and cream, mint chocolate chip, chocolate chip cookie dough, buttered pecan, and that one honestly surprised me a bit, sorry, buttered pecan lovers, cookie dough, strawberry, moose tracks, and Neapolitan. Well, after doing all this research, recording this episode... I am ready to indulge my cravings and head over to my freezer and grab the Blue Bunny chocolate fudge brownie something or other ice cream tub that I have in there. Now, Blue Bunny does not sponsor this show, um, but I wouldn't be opposed to it, especially if that sponsorship involved some uh, free ice cream of sorts. So Blue Bunny, if you're out there, hear me please. <laughs> so you guys, I'd love to hear 
what your favorite ice cream flavors are, what your favorite brands are. I'm always looking for the next best ice cream. And maybe someone else out there is looking for something good too. So feel free to tweet me at Motley Experience. That's M-O-T-L-E-Y X-P-E-R-I-E-N-C-E. It's just the normal Motley Experience, except the experience doesn't have an E. Um, Not really an interesting story there. It's just at the time when I made the Twitter, I couldn't fit the whole thing in. So I chopped off that E because the X at the beginning of experience looked kind of cool. So there we are. So hashtag stuff explained at Motley Experience. Tell me what your favorite flavors are, what your favorite brands are. Look forward to hearing from you guys. Stuff Explained is written and produced by me, Aristides Marousas. Music is produced by Greg Massey of Retcon Industries. Visit themotleyexperience.com for more thoughtful original content. You can also find links to the sources used for each episode of Stuff Explained on that site. Like us on Facebook at The Motley Experience. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Motley Experience, M-O-T-L-E-Y, X-P-E-R-I-E-N-C-E and use the hashtag StuffExplained. If you like this episode, leave a review, subscribe, and share with a friend. Thank you for listening. <laughs>